Okay, are we uh are we on? Yeah, we're on. Uh hi and welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. This is Frank Poundstone. And uh before we get into tonight's show, I want to remind you that it's uh well we have a uh is it a partner or uh fuck it. Well, excuse me, uh Blue Chew. Uh do you have I don't I'm not gonna be able to do this ad read, guys. Uh do you have a limp penis? Uh is making is making love to your wife becoming more of a chore than a fun ordeal? Well, boy, have I got the answer for you. Blue Chew is a new chewing tablet that's, well, it's blue, that you will take. And when you take it, it will make the penis erectile. Um, I am not, I want to say this unequivocally, I am not having this problem with either, either my uh, wife, Maggie Smithmeyer Poundstone, or the, the third partner in our marriage, Lou Bob uh, Whitaker. What is it? I never remember his goddamn last name. Lou Bob West Poundstone. Uh, I, this is for those of you out here that, you know, whether it's three, four, five, six inches, whatever it may be, if you are having a, a penile, this is, I feel really nervous about this. If, you, if you're having a penile uh, problem, Blue Chew is what you need. Uh, it's 1-800-BLUE-CHEW.COM if you need a pill and uh, they can help you out. So visit it today, uh, bluechew.org. And uh, now we've got a new segment to the podcast. This is uh, all about the, I, I really... I do not like the direction this shit is going. Uh, this is uh, all about the Benjamins, a new betting podcast here, uh, segment. I don't know if the horn came through. Okay, all about the Benjamins. Here we go. Call me Tommy Trifecta. It's actually Triple T because Triple's my middle name. How you doing, Petey? <laughs> I am doing good. Ready to run down the betting pipeline today. We got a lot of action going on. About. Yeah. We got a <laughs> What the hell is going on? We got a lot of action going on tonight in the MLB. Yeah, we got a lot of action going on tonight in the MLB. And, uh, we're gonna go full slate of games, boys. Yeah, full, full slate. slate of games. What is today? It's uh, Wicked Wednesday. <laughs> uh, whiskey- fuck yeah, Friday. Fuck yeah, Friday. We got a Whiskey Wednesday. Hey, you just get off your, uh, you just clock out for the day there, bud. I, I clocked out with my cock out of my kiosk. You know me, I just sold my fucking nine cell phones today, the mall. Holy shit, I just got off work at the grill and chill on that MTO line. Made a couple of burgers today and uh, got it on with uh, you know who again, but uh, we can lot go. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Let me go to the, is it MLB.com? Is that where we pick up these games? I don't fucking know. Okay, looks like we got, uh, well, I want to hear from you. We got we got a lot going on here tonight. And Rick, I want you to go ahead and uh, hit our little little sound effect here because we got a lot going on today. 
I don't, boys, I don't even, I do not like this. I don't like the direction this is going. Uh, yeah, we just need you to go ahead and hit the sound effects wherever they come in. We got uh, Braves. Are we still allowed to say Braves? <laughs> All these fucking cucks out here upset about uh, the words we say. So Braves Nationals. Are you still allowed to be national in this country? <laughs> there you go. Exactly, T-squared. What do you think about this Braves-Nats game? Well, t- Tommy Trefecta loves this. He loves Eric Fetty. And I'll let, that, let you in on a little secret here. We're going to go, we're gonna go uh, Washington Moneyline, okay? Don't, Washington. Tell, don't, don't tell anyone. Okay. Eric, Eric, Eric Betty's going to shut down that team with no Albies. Why is he whispering it? Okay, he said, uh, well, I don't want to give it out too loud. He said Washington Moneyline. What about, what do you say about this Petty Mercury guy? He's going into, uh, no, they're at home. It looks like the Nationals are uh, at home here against the uh, Bravassos. What do we what do we think about the Nats here at home? What do you think about this uh, Fetty Mercury tonight? Well, I'll let you in on a little Tommy tease. Tommy's tease today is going to be Eric Fetty over eight Ks versus the, Bra- the versus the Bravos. In fuego, Rick Pius. Yeah, show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The money. Do you like that? Yeah. Everyone that's part of our fucking Patreon can uh, fucking smash that. And while you're at it, smash that like button that you see at the top of the screen. Yes, absolutely. Smash the like button. Pull those pants down. Get the cock card. Go ahead and fuck that like button. But uh, we got a lot more coming up here tonight. Let's see. We got some other Just games. Fucking headbutt that fucking like button. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead and pound that like button with all you've got. And uh, we got a lot more. Might as well just fucking take a piss on that fucking like button right now. All right, T-squared. Hey, uh, I'm trying to go ahead and go to another game. Here, I, This is not what I signed up for. Rick, hey, we just need you to go, kind of buzz off for a little bit here, Rick. Let's go to another game. Uh, probably the game of the night. we got the Battle of Los Angeles. If I don't remember, that was a Rage Against the Machine album. we got uh, the Los Angeles uh, Angles and the Los Angeles Doyers. What do you think about this one tonight? we got the Dodgers, who are uh, 38-23, and then the shit-fuck Angels, who fired that dipshit with the glasses. Uh, they are, uh, what, 29-34. and 34. I think they've lost 28 games in a row. What do we think about this Dodgers-Angels game tonight here, T-squared? Well, you got uh, Taylor Ward coming back, and you got Mike Trout coming back. So you got Taylor Trout. That's two T's. I like it a lot. I'm going to take the Angels because of the T's. See, I'm going to disagree with you here. We got Tyler Anderson on the mound. I got my boy Ty Anderson. He's got seven wins. Last I checked, that leads the MLB 307 ERA 55Ks. I'm going to go ahead and side with the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight. And that's going to be where I go with this one. Rick hit it. Yeah, show us the money there for that Dodgers game tonight. G squared, you got anything else on this card tonight? I got a lot of action going on here. Uh, Jesus, I just checked my betting card, and I got 48 bets tonight. So uh, looking for a hardcore profit. What are you thinking about here, T-Squared? Any other games stand out to you? I'm just hammering Betty, uh, Eric Betty. That's all I got here today. You know what? You know me? I'm a GTL, you know? You know what that means? GTL, no. Yeah, GTL, G, gambling, making my bets, T, Twitter, post my freebies on Twitter, and I'll set my fucking DFS lineups. Absolutely. I am also fucking DTF. Do you know what that stands for? <laughs> down to fuck last I checked. Yep, down to fuck. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you like the show, I need you to go ahead. What is uh boys? I don't 
Do you know a midget? If you know a midget today, I need you to go ahead and bring that midget in. He needs to reach up there real far with his little chubby fingers and hit that like button. Uh, let's oh, see yeah. Gonna... Yeah. And hey, I don't know if I feel you in about this, T-squared. Uh, Molly, you know, the 19-year-old chick down at the uh, Grill and Chill where I work. Uh, I was on the MTO line today cooking up a couple of sandwiches, and uh, she looked at me. She winked. So I think Ooh. things are going well. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, PD. PD, you dog, you. Yeah, so we're going to go out to a, uh, i got a drive-in scheduled for this weekend. I do not have any money for any kind of extra, you know, popcorn or anything like that, but I'm taking a drive and maybe to see Jaws, so uh, hopefully to jaw down on that <laughs> oh, <laughs> on Saturday sounds, night. Sounds like a fucking party to me. This is, uh, no, this is deplorable. I, I do not want this. I want to get into the regular podcast. Rick, I need you to go ahead and shut up there, buddy. Uh, this is not what we uh, signed up for as a mouthy IT guy. So what I need you to do is go ahead and play that goddamn clip again there, you son of a bitch. I don't, uh, well. Go ahead, T-squared. This fucking Rick guy. I don't know what he's fucking doing. Does he have any props? He's a son of a bitch. Do you have any picks tonight, Rick? I, boys, I don't even. He's not in it. He's not G T or L. I I don't even. I, I'm just here with my wife and my my group marriage, and I'm trying to produce a podcast. And you guys are going off the con. This fucking guy, this Rick, is... even have a fucking DraftKings account? Rick, Rick, I need you to get back on it. I need you to start playing the theme song, but I need you to start playing it again. I don't even know what the. I don't even know what the theme song is. That goddamn Petey Pablo shit or what? Yeah, T-squared. What is that song again? What do we come into? Oh, uh, how about the Benjamins? I don't even... I don't even know if you can... Hey, can you play it there, Rick? I, I don't... Um, well, I... Hey, guys, I gotta, just, get my, I gotta get my fucking bets in. Yeah, let's, let's fade out. I'm outie. Triple, triple T's gotta go out. T-squared is out. What do we got going on here? Rick, if he... It's not working anymore. I can't play the song anymore. Well, if you can't play the song, I need you to go ahead and I need you to just fucking sing it. We got an outro here. We got a guest coming on the podcast now, so I need you to go ahead and just sing it then. Okay, that... There is no way I'm going to sing that goddamn song. Rick, I need you to go ahead. T-Squared's already gone. I need you to go ahead and sing that song. Oh, my God. Um, All about the Benjamins, baby. I'm got, all about are you guys the, ready for us, the regular podcast yet? Well, am I, am I done? Do I have to say this anymore? I'm all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh, well, yeah, I got money and I, I got so. checks and I'm gonna uh, stick a dick in your check. And I all about the Benjamins, baby. Do is I stop? Is, is that how it goes? I don't know, boys. I, I'm just doing what Petey Pablo and uh, uh, Tommy Tidwell or whatever it is told me to do. I don't. Is that right? Well, that's um, that was Parlay Pete and Tommy Trifecta. Um, Yes, because gambling's legal now, so we had to we have to make that part of the podcast, and it's very um, it's very much a thing on Twitter. So we um, we want to try and uh, sort of get into that niche as well. So uh, thanks, uh, Tommy and Pete. That was great. Okay, okay, that was miserable. But who we? Go- I heard we have a friend of mine on the podcast here tonight, Zach. Well, welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. We're here with An- we're here with Anthony, motherfucking Gialdi. <laughs> What's up, boys? Oh boy. It's been almost too long. I don't know why we haven't had you on this podcast. Uh, yeah. you're, I would call you a good friend. And I, uh, yes. We met, we met in Vegas, and uh, I would call Rick. I would call Rick a good friend too. 
Um, you would call him a good friend, but what? Why would you say you would call him a good friend? I don't. Why don't you just call well, him a good? Well, we haven't met in person, Rick. Anyways, I'm I'm a good I, I'm, I'm, I would say Anthony's a good friend. We talk baseball a lot and we met in Vegas, like I was saying. And you know what? All these other podcasts, they basically just have their friends on anyways. It's the same circle jerk of friends. Like maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe, yeah, maybe they're good. Maybe they're uh, better analysts or talk, talking or baseball talkie guys, but um, it's basically just people just having their own friends on the podcast over and over again. So I don't see that. I don't see how this is any different. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's always easier to talk to your friends than it is to talk to a stranger, especially when, you know, when you talk to somebody all day long or chat with them all day long, um, you know, you get a feel for what the other person thinks and how to, how to, you know, carry on a conversation. So well, we're glad uh, to have my you cherry on. with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, ha- we're, ha- we're happy to pop your cherry, uh, Anthony. And you know what, and I, and I know Fuck what you like, I know, I know what you like. Um, you, yes, like Bobby, you, you like Bobby Wood Jr. And uh, I believe he's two for two. So you. Yeah, I know. What, what's that, Rick? Is it sex pig? He's batting two, 248. Two for two so far. I haven't even checked if he's got another bat since then. Today being June 15th. Um, he's above league, ad- above league average and batting average. I think he's a top 40 overall player on the player Raider. Um, power, speed. Looks like he's doing fantastic. And I know you watch the games carefully. You've been to games. What do you think yep. about Wit? He's uh, right now before today's game. He was tied with Vlad Jr. on the Player Raider for a dollar value. Yeah, I was really surprised to hear that. But we know that the speed buoys guys like him up, and that's the way it's going to be in our game. But if you look at what he's done, you know, since his awful, awful April, um, he's he's really come on. Um, you know he's played almost all their games he's played 59 out of 61 of the team's games including today it's 60 out of 62 and uh by the way he turned 22 yesterday so happy birthday bobby yeah bobby yeah dale um but uh you know he's at eight homers and 10 steals and it doesn't sound like a big deal but he I think in his first month, I'm trying to remember, I think he had zero homers in his first month and maybe three or four steals. So think about what he's done in a month and a half. So May and half of June, you know, eight homers. If you extrapolate that he's on pace for, you know, probably 25, 20, some 23 homers, 25 steals, I think was the pace I figured. So is it overwhelming? No, but he's getting better and better. So that pace might pick up. Now, are you talking about his pace for like, let's just say you eliminated April and then you put the pace that he was on for like May and then oh God, it would be part of June for the, for the rest of the season. The yeah. I would be stuck. Where do you think um, right now, where do you think he would be drafted? Well, this is a terrible way to phrase it right now. And where, where do you think he'd be drafted next year? But let's say we're drafting in 2023 um, no. with, knowing what we know to date. Where do you think he goes in these drafts? So let's assume he stays on a similar pace to what he's doing right now. Okay. Okay. That's uh, fair. You know, doesn't get hurt. Doesn't go back to April. Horrible Bobby. If that happens, the way our game is, is youth gets him so far, you know, potential. Obviously he was like the number one prospect and such. And then obviously, you know, where he's going to hit in the lineup, you know, um, uh, you know, what he's done this year, which would be speed, a lot of speed. I think he's a, 
I think he's a third rounder for sure. I mean, uh, they, I only say that because you're going to see these young stud hitters like him and J-Rod pushed way up because people expect them to, you know, eclipse what they'll do this year, next year. They won't necessarily, but that's what everybody's hoping for. So whatever you think they should be right about now, someone will probably push it a little bit harder. You know, there's always that one guy. Like like you were doing this year. Where he was going <laughs> and in like, like you did. I, yeah. did I did too. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be – I think that's a now he's a round two player, to be honest. My he might God. be right, yeah. Rick, uh, we're, you know, Rick, Rick, what do you say about that? Okay, I got uh, two words for you boys. I'm looking at his uh, – uh, what is it? Fangrass uh, chart right now. And uh, I got two words for you. He plays for the uh, Texas Rangers – Adolis Garcia. That's who this guy is. He's got a 240 <laughs> uh, batting average. He's got a 280. Listen to this. His on-base percentage, something that Billy Bean and the like value, 285. Jesus. Who, uh, Garcia or Witt? Witt. I don't know about Garcia, but this Whitman, uh, <laughs> same as this Garcia guy. I don't see anything in here you want. Oh, I think he's a round two player. Well, <laughs> You know, I think my son's a goddamn uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. You know, uh, idiots. Let me let me tell you a few a few stats I, I looked up about Bobby, just Here to kind of give you an idea where he was and where he is now. In April, he hit 216 with no homers and four steals. He had five ribs and six runs through April, and a 19 to two K to walk. So it was a horrible month. Since then, in 150 at bats up till coming into today he has six steals with no caught eight homers 27 rips 28 runs and he still has a 40 to 10 k to walk so his k's are still probably in that 20 to 25 percent range which is might always be his bugaboo but he's really come on he hits third every day and uh you know i mean with his babip coming up i think i think projections have him you know, the rest of the year getting up to the 250 to 260 range. I think that's a safe, safe bet that he's going to make it up in there. He's 247 right now. So, you know, um, he's, he's got a lot of growing to do, but he hits the ball hard. He hits to all fields, by the way, he hits 300 when there's not a shift on that's an FYI for next year. So far, it's a small sample, but um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are going to happen with the KC lineup. Some bad, I'm sure, you know, I mean, when, if they sell players, but you're going to add some of the rookies back in, he's not going to leave the middle of the lineup. He's going to hit second or third, I think moving forward. So, uh, and he does most of his damage pulling the ball as he matures and starts to pull the ball more. He's really going to uh, see his power increase. But for now, I think he's just trying to, you know, Every day he's probably adjusting to what the pitchers are doing. There's going to come a point when the pitchers have made adjustments, he's adjusted back, back and forth a few times, and then he is what he is. And then at that point, he settles in, and then we find out, you know, once he's comfortable, what he can really do. That's where, that's where I think it's headed. So I think it's going only up. He's valued at a round three player right now, given what he's done to date, and that includes an <laughs> awful April that we don't uh, anticipate him to um, repeat. Uh, we, we anticipate him to be better than that um, going forward. So um, I would think he's like a second, like his numbers indicate he's a second round player. 
if he just continues on this pace. Right. Well, we would we buy him as let's say third, fourth, you know, in the in mains. The main, in the mains, yeah. Fourth. So say fourth. If if he does, if he does, let's just ballpark it 25-25 this year and plays every day. Keep in mind his counting stats stink because the Royals stink. So that's something yeah. we probably didn't project them to be that that's, bad that's, of a that's lineup. That's your team. That's your team, man. You got to. I can't help it. You got to call spade a spade. You know they're they're terrible and they're probably they'll they'll improve a little when they get rid of Santana and a couple things. But for the most part, the lineup's going to get gutted here. I would hope. Vinny P's got to come up though. Vinny Vinny P. When's he coming? He's got to improve things. He's not on the forty man, and that's the big problem. Uh, they have to make room, which is easy. DFA O'Hearn, but they're they're probably just figuring it's a lost season. So letting Vinny rake another two weeks, month, I don't know when he'll come, but I would think by the end of this month, letting him rake a little longer is not going to hurt our team. And pr- frankly, I think we're right around Super 2 right now because we started a week late this year. So they're probably just being very cautious about the Super 2 deadline. That's my guess. Because what's the point? I mean, if you bring him up this week, they still lose 100 games. So that's what's true. the point? No, you know? that's, that's a good point. Let's make uh, let's make Rick even happier and uh, switch gears to Byron Buxton. Well, I got I got I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got something <laughs> I gotta say here. Okay, I'm taking a look at Adolis Garsh's page. Okay, guess what? Let me let me t- let me clue everybody in. All you uh, dipshits. Okay, we got more home runs for Garsha than Wit at 12. We got more stolen bases for Garsha than Wit at nine. We've got a higher batting average for Garsha than Wit at 244 and we've got a higher on base percentage for Garsha than Witt at 290. What are the paces you ask? Well I'll tell you. Garsha 30 home runs, 19 stolen bases, uh, 240 average, and a 285 OBP. I mean it's and here we are all Bobby Witt second round. Okay well I guess Adolis Garsha's second round. So he's the 22nd player on the player radar. Okay. Gar- Garsha, yeah. Adolis Garsha is t- Plato Raider, number 22. He's been he's been fantastic. So you're sitting here with a straight face, and I, I'm looking at you. Your face looks pretty straight. And you're telling me that Garsha is a second-round pick, and so is Bobby Shit Jr. No, I because I'm, sure. no, no I'm telling you that Bobby, Bobby Shit Jr. is a second-round pick. Adolis Garcia is likely not because the playing time is not, assur- not as assured. And Bobby <laughs> Witt, Bobby Witt is, is better than his numbers are showing. Sex pig. Yeah. Sex pig, baby. So Rick, Rick, uh, Bobby Witt or Wander Franco? Are you kidding me? Franco. I hate them <laughs> both. I mean, I don't like either. They're both winkers, but uh, give me Franco. <laughs> okay. All right. Byron Buxton, 31st overall player in 15 teamers per game basis for hitters. He's only behind on a per game basis for hitters. Harper, J-Ram, Judge, Goldie, Taylor Ward, and Acuna. He has a negative value in stolen bases, but he's hitting 236 entering today, which is actually a slightly positive dollar value for batting average at 236, which makes me wonder how this number is composed, Rudy. Um, but I'm guessing the league-wide average, which is 241 right now, um, might be um, not indicative of the owned player pool which means the own player pool might be actually worse than the overall batting average somehow. I don't know. Batting averages from 2019 till this year have gone down from 252 to 245 in 2020 to 240 
244 in 2021 to 241 this year. So it's consistently going dropping, even with the DH implemented in those even numbered years. Um, so Anthony is like, you think the ball is in play here, the different ball this year, is that's what's causing this? Because strikeouts are also strikeouts are down this year too. And batting, yeah. batting average is down despite the fact that strikeouts batters are striking out less. They, it was 8.68 uh, per nine last year and 8.31 this year. So hitters yeah. have improved with that. Uh, for sure. I think the ball early on, I, I, somebody has mentioned a date in early May that they think balls started changing. We that. probably you, you won't that. know that. Huh? Who said that? I have to find it for you. I want to okay. say it was like May 8th or something like that. Do you think I'm making that up? You're smiling at me. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I saw no, I'm it. Not, I'm not smiling at you. I'm just reading a conversation between me and Brian. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, for sure early on, I mean. Brian's, Brian's another, um, another NFBC player, Rick. Brian Slack. Slack. No, not Brian Slack. Brian Seymour. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you know him. I do not. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, uh, but for sure, Buxton was probably just fell prey like everyone else in that first month when every game was two to one. But keep in mind, up until right now, he's got a 217 Babbitt. His career is 307. He's fast, even though he's not stealing. His sprint speed is fine. He's going to have a 300 Babbitt, I would say. That's almost for sure. I mean, you know, bad luck can play, but his Babbitt is coming back. Um, and uh, I'm not so sure the steals will. Um, I think that they've intentionally stopped running him. He has one steal, but uh, when he, when the, when it gets hot, which it's hot now, but as it stays hot and his BABIP corrects, which we know BABIP is the lazy, um, it's the lazy metric to just say it's going to regress and that everything will be okay. In his case, he hits the ball hard and he uses all the fields. He's allegedly healthy. There's really no reason it's for about two seventeen. A lot though, that's the yeah. Thing. But you know, hitting the ball in the air. I mean, how many how many homers does he have? He's got a he's second he's second in the majors behind Aaron Judge, and yeah. he's played how many games? He's he's played a lot of games, but he's missed he's missed he's missed time. quite a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not it's not insignificant to this point. That's why I said yeah. on a per game basis, he's hitting two thirty six, and on a the per one, game basis, he's like behind like. He's like one, two, three, four. He's like the seventh best hitter on a per game basis. Yes. And uh, his first strike is they're throwing him 52.3% on first strike. His career was in the mid sixties. So they're, they're trying to get him to chase and his chase rates up a little. So I think if he kind of gets a little more disciplined, which he traditionally has been, I think you're just going to see a lot of things correct here. There's nothing you can do but wait anyway. You're going to play him if he's on the field. You're going to take the zeros or the homers or whatever he does every day. I just think a lot of guys like him are about to hit their stride. Will it end up being the numbers we wanted at the end of the year? In his case, maybe not on steals, but everything else. But a lot of these guys might fall short because of how cold they've been. But all you can do is take what they give you from this point forward. I mean, there's nothing you can do about what's already happened. Well, the thing with Buxton is he's getting paid to be the MVP. Like there's yeah. huge incentives in that contract for him to most importantly stay on the field. 
to uh, achieve those uh, votes. I don't know. I, I can't recall offhand exactly what that contract, but he gets like certain, he gets a lot of money for being the MVP and he gets significant money for placing in the MVP voting and steals are, steals are going to help that um, MVP voters look at that. Like uh, you can take Shohei Otani last year, for instance, those, you can't say those steals didn't um, affect no. for sure. Um, just because I don't know, it looks good. So well, let's, let's, let's not give the, let's not give the MVP voters too much credit here. Uh, by me saying like it's like don't don't think it's a naive statement by saying oh those stolen bases looks good just look good they're he's gonna get MVP votes voters are fucking morons so yeah that's gonna matter yeah home home runs is what they're looking at if you want to know the truth him if him and Judge hit the uh, same amount of home runs it's gonna be you know between those two they don't I think the steals are nice but really Shohei probably won it because he was pitching I mean you know I mean oh, for sure you know he didn't pitch in he this didn't case, pitch, he would, if he doesn't pitch he doesn't win that. In this case, I mean, I think we could say that since Minnesota's in first right now, I'm trying to remember what their record is. It's pretty good. I mean, they're in first. They're probably buyers of some sort. I don't know what, they, what they've got left to trade and what they can do, but they probably, if they've put the brakes on him from stealing, even if he steals five or ten bases, he needs to hit third. 36 and 28. Yeah. He needs to not hit first if he's not going to run. But I think the problem is, other than Arias, they really don't have anybody they like to hit first, and they don't even really hit him first. Who, Arias? So, He's been hitting first, right? Well, I think they play Buxton up there most of the time. It, I think just maybe to, that's what they started off um, doing with with Buxton lead off. That they were sort of giving him the Acuna treatment at first, but now it's right. been Ari- it's been Arias. Well, that's what they need to do, and they need to move him down to second or third, uh, and you know maximize his power, but. You know, I, I don't know what they're do- to have one steal. It's peculiar. It's almost like it's not yeah, an accident. I'd be, I'd be lying to say that I um, didn't expect that. Well, Raya is um, he's hitting fifth today, but he was hit. He he let off the last um, I think like eight games before that. Yeah, probably a lefty, or maybe eight. I think he. I mean, two seven of the last eight games he he let off. Yeah. And well, that's what it should be with his on base. Ten of the, ten of the last eleven, if you exclude the injured, the, he was hurt for one game. So, yeah, no. Um, and over the last seven days, Buxton's the number four rated player in baseball and for fantasy. You guys want to know some real slop? Yeah. Uh, Fagrass pre- uh, uh, predicts the Twins' rest of season record. Get ready, forty nine and forty nine. <laughs> All led by the Suxton. So what's your point? What's your point, Rick? Oh, I don't have one. I just, uh, they're not good. They're not the, a good ball club. The Twins? No. Give me the, give me the, give me the goddamn Guardians. Indians. Hey, I'll say it. Indians. Am I oh, canceled? Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they win the division. Give me the Indians and. Uh, Rick, we're going to have to edit. You're going to have to edit that out, buddy. It's not acceptable. Okay. Well, you're IT, so you're just making more work. You're making more work for yourself. It's okay, honey. I just what, uh, Maggie gonna do the editing now. You want to edit, baby? The fuck are you talking about? Okay, I go on, boys. I don't. All right, we can we can leave Buxton. Um, let's talk about Mancada. Is he is he no. someone? Is is that someone? I, I feel like I'm ignoring. Rick, I feel like I should be asking Rick, but we have a guest here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go against my instinct and, and direct this question to Anthony here. Um, okay, Yon Moncada, four, five for six today. 
two of those hits were off of like um, not pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, he was we, we, on the last podcast that me and Graham did. Um, he we talked about how he was dropped and um, Phil dropped him. I think Rob Silver dropped him, and oh. uh, John Posman dropped him amongst other at least uh, at least those three notable players that that like I know dropped him. Um, so those are three really good players. Um, and I was talking um, to a bunch of guys uh, that we have in our group chat today, and Dave and Curlin and Fish, and they're not too interested in picking him up. Um, I have to disagree. Um, he's got a, again, late, you call it lazy, 181 Babbitt uh, heading into today, 350 career Babbitt, but that's um, fueled by like an outlier 2019 crazy season. Yeah bouncy ball but he's got raw power and he's got pedigree uh he said he's in a run that's bs we know that um yeah. so i don't know what he, first of all how much are you bidding on Moncada if he was dropped if if at all well uh, like anything it's relative to what your team needs right so right. uh you know if you already have a solid third baseman i think it'd be crazy to plug up you know uh let's say you, you had know, yandy diaz let's say you had yandy diaz as your oh baseman. well i I'd rather have Mankata, of course, and I would, I would bid quite a bit, uh, especially in like a 15 teamer like Maine's. I mean, I think he's, of course, you know, the bids have come down as everybody's budgets are depleted, but I would say upwards. I mean, maybe a little under a hundred, maybe 70, 80, 90. I don't know. I mean, where do you think he lands? Like in terms of the fab? Yeah. The fab bid. All right, so this is this is this is how I feel. I think players that don't necessarily need him, and players that uh, don't have a lot of money will be putting in. I think you'll definitely see bid like a bunch of bids around fifty bucks, like, but yeah. that won't be the highest bid. I think players that need him, but like let's say they have between two hundred and fifty and four hundred dollars left, I would if I if I were them and I needed a third baseman, let's say I had like Yandy Diaz or. Um, I'd be rolling out like, even if I had Jake Berger, someone I wasn't like, I wasn't completely confident with Yandy, maybe even Donaldson, um, someone like that, like Araya, like Araya, someone in that fringe or range, some, one of those guys, if I needed him, like in that, in those cases, I'd probably be putting in like a bid of 126. But if I had somewhere between like in the 500, 600 bucks left, I'd be throwing like 250 down on it. Really? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, because so that's in, interesting. In a, in a, in a 15, 12 is different. Yes, yes, 12, yes. 15s only. 12 is like you're looking 30, 20, 30 bucks. Oh, 12 is just a completely different game. If, if you need but you're right. The 15s, the interesting thing about what you said is because I, I, don't, I don't want to, you know, throw daggers at Phil because we both know Phil's just an amazing player and he doesn't make yeah. moves. He knows, he knows, he knows. Yeah, sure is this year. Let's call him on uh, instead of Phil do so Phil do uh, so not. Uh, I don't see him up there this year. So huh. still what early man. Wonder? Yeah. Well, Phil knows we respect him as much as any other player. That's in, right. In the high stakes That's round. right. But so this, this, is not, this is not a shot at him. This is just like a different. No, no, this is not a, not a shot at him. I just want to, I just want to. And there's other, you know, and we think, mentioned other players that dropped him too. Yes. It's not, it's not a shot. It's not a shot at any of these guys. No, Phil, Phil, Phil dropped him off one team. He has, um, he, Brian Hayes and Michael Franco as his third baseman on the team for third base eligible players. That team, he, he probably 
just needed the spot for something else on the team. I didn't get too deep, deep into it. His, his other one, which is his best team, it's 63rd overall right now, has Santiago Espinal and DJ LeMahieu. So he obviously thinks one or both of those players is better than Moncada moving forward, right? I mean, that's his thought. Yeah. So now we, we look at it and we go, okay, I, you don't have to take what Phil thinks is what you think, but as a barometer, if I'm going to bid 150, 250, depending on your budget left and what you think about Moncada, what are you replacing? Yes, Yandy Diaz, you've got to do something. You know, you, you're not going to win, you know, to start Yandy Diaz for four and a half more months or three and a half more months. But um, he's, he's okay, but just for, for like the fans. I, I he's it. a stopgap. You know, he's not a guy that, that he gives you no power and he's really just a guy to plug in when you're, when you're in between. So Mokata has the ability to carry to carry third base for you to really make it make an impact, you know. So I agree with you. You've got to take a shot. You have to take a shot when guys like this come up and there's you can go weeks and months without another opportunity to fix something on your team. You have to take the shot, even if it doesn't work out. <coughs> I'm looking at his. I'm, look, I'm looking at his steamer rest of season. He paces uh, for like a 600 plate appearance pace, 17 home runs, five steals. I don't know. I didn't do the, um, let's do the our home run RBIs, 45 times 600 divided by 390. He's like 70, 70 runs, 70 RBIs. That's where he's at right now. Like no, that, no, no, no. That's his steam, steamer rest of oh, season his pace. His steamer rest of season pace. I'm ignoring what his shit, his shit stats to date. But if, okay. you, take, if you take his steamer rest of season, over the rest of, uh, for 600 plate appearances, you're looking at 17 homers, five stolen bases, and about 70 runs, um, RBIs maybe, and a 244 batting average, which is pretty fringe, right? And um, right. so that's what these guys are looking at. I, like partially, I, I would assume that's what Phil and Rob and John are looking at when yeah. they're dropping those guys. And they're saying like, especially given the fact that he had not played two of the games recently, like, is he is he somewhat of a part-time player? Like, um, he's not a... He right. hasn't been a full-time player. Berger's playing well. Those steamer rest of season stats aren't good. Um, and he's been worse than we expected. So the drop is understandable, but I wouldn't do like I I'm I'm not a I'm not a I guess um I'm not gonna just make my decision based off of that. I'm not saying they do either. Right. I'm not saying they do either, but it's all relative. If I and again not throwing daggers, but just so I can use something to compare. If you compare his rest of season with, say, Brian Hayes, yeah, I, you have to almost just have given up. You may have to have said, that's enough. You know, I'm going to just scour the wire and look for something else. I'm not going to play this game. Because maybe you spend, just like a lot of us, you spend a lot of the first couple months watching a guy maybe losing playing time dragging your average down, not producing. He's basically a hole. And you're just like, that's enough. You know, I can live with myself, even if he gets hot, I, I've had enough. Well, and Hayes, it's a psychological part of it, you know. If you look at the, his uh, steamer rest of season, um, he's about equal uh, to Mankata in run, like their counting stats, call it runs and RBIs. He has eight home runs compared to Mankata's 11. So Mankata hasn't beaten the home runs, but he has nine stolen bases compared to um, Mankata's three. So I think there's going to be significant stolen bases. He's a stri better strikeout rate, and he's going to hit for like about a 15, po 15 points um, well, there you go. higher higher than average. So like 
Hayes is a better player rest of the season, according to Steamer. And, and we know that, that like, um, those guys like Espinal, like that group of that group of players. And Posma dropped, I think, I believe Posma dropped him for um, Michael Franco. And Michael Franco has an eight game re- eight game week this week. So it's yeah. basically, they're treating Mancata basically like a streamer. He's like, he's, yes. he's essentially a streamer to them now. Yes. And I mean, and he was in, he was it, in Detroit. Yeah. It's, it's not it? impossible for Mancata to hit well for a while and go right back into a shell. So you have to be ready to pivot. They just probably decided that's enough. I've got a couple other options that are equal or maybe better. So let's just move on and, and not because if you have Moncada, which I know you have him. Yes. Uh, you feel compelled to play him if he's playing in the, I mean, you're not going to bench him if he's playing every day. I wouldn't think. Yes. And no, like I, I, this is, this comes down to discipline. And this is this, like the more I think about it, um, it's like, this shows like how, like you can really see the good players know when, like the drops are really indicative of a, of a good player. Like knowing, like, right. they, like you'll see players just drop players surprisingly. We saw Gecko drop Helsley and yep. sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't like, as of now, this Mancata drop doesn't look that good because he fucking went for five or six against like starting like position players. So obviously on right. paper, it doesn't look good, but um, I think you'll see like the, the ball drops are the key drops. And I think like the more I dive into it, like he, he's basically like like pacing on a, a streamer type level. Um, but to answer your question, like am I am I compelled to play him? I started him in a lot in of a my 15. lineup. No, I, I benched him in some fifteens. I can I can pull okay. up my teams and I I benched Javier Baez in a lot of my uh, teams. Uh, I don't have a yeah. lot of Javier Baez, but I benched Baez in probably most, if not all, of my leagues this this week. Uh, this like scoring period, if I could. Um, I'll just, let me just pull up a team that where I benched Moncada. Let's, let's Moncada. Me and Graham, me and Graham benched him in our shared main event. Um, okay. We could have, we started Jack Sawinski because Graham loves him. And we started Drury, which is, I, I agree yeah. with completely. Other corner was Nate Lowe, who has a home run too. So um, yeah, so that's, he's, you're right. I mean, he's, he's a guy, he's just a guy. I benched him in this um, other league. Who did I bench? No. Oh, I actually played him. But I do think whatever league he gets dropped in, he probably gets picked up for decent fat bid, I mean, decent to high, and he doesn't hit the wire again for a while. He would need to go on another cold streak for a while for that person psychologically to feel, you know, uh, you know okay with getting rid of him. So he's, you say he's a streamer and he probably is streamer level, but he's not a streamer. He won't hit the wire over and over and over. Probably he might eventually late in the year, if he's just horrible, you know, people just taking shots at him week to week, but you know, I think he's probably going to get snatched up by somebody who's having a terrible time at third or corner and they'll just, they'll throw him on the bench and stream him from there. I don't think he's going to hit a lot of waiver wires over and over unless he's just not playing, you know, I agree. So closers, let's look at, let's, let's shift over to um, a world of Chapman and Clay Holmes. Chapman's like looking like he's going to be back soon. Um, I'm not sure if you saw, there was a report saying that Holmes will be using the highest leverage situations, meaning sort of implying that Chapman's going to get like his rollback to some degree, like uh, yeah. Ch- Chapman's going to close games. Chapman, I don't think was dropped. Um, what do you think about that situation? 
Real quick, I mean, do you guys mind if I step away to take a pass? Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do. I do think just like uh, like veteran respect and such. And frankly, if he's unless he's just throwing it to the backstop again, they're going to let him close at least. I would say half the time, maybe more. Um, I think we all feel like Holmes is a better pitcher right now, but it's really not just about that. It's about if we put Holmes as the closer, where do we throw Chapman? Do we throw him in the eighth inning? Is he going to throw a fit? Is he going to get bombed because he doesn't concentrate? I don't know. I don't, I think there's a part of that. That's like human psyche. Like, are we going to crush him if we don't let him close games? I think they probably will let Holmes close at least some of the time. I think they should let him close all the time, but I don't think they will. I think I think Chapman's going to get saves unless he's – he has to be God, God, God awful, which he can be, but I think they're trying to probably fix him right now. You know, uh, as long as the velocity's there, I think they're going to let him throw the ninth. And you'll probably get the saves. I mean, you know, even if he's okay, when you throw 99, I mean, things are going to work out eventually. Yeah. Um, a lot of these t- closers aren't um, as uh, surefire as they were last year, especially the top ones. Like you've seen Chapman, now Hendricks. Yeah. I don't know, where did, where did Cerebro find that information like before Fab with, with Kendall? With, uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I missed that completely. Um, the, the possible. That Hendricks was. Uh... Yeah, they're experiencing some like sort of um, some sort of pain in his elbow or something. And he so picked, I have he, to he picked I up, have to uh, be honest with you. I have zero Hendricks on any team of any team I have. I completely faded him, so I don't really why? know. Why would you? I, can I can I ask the gentleman <laughs> uh, tone? Can I just ask why that is? I just want to know because he was like like a, a consensus top uh, clothes man. Why would you do that? So. Um, so my thing is i i generally get uh, this is going to sound terrible i'm not it sounds like a a victory you hate australian i I know what it is he hates Aussies. (laughs) i get hunches on pitchers and i fade them based on like just uh it's almost like uh like i read a lot about them you know uh, you follow them all year long then in the off season you read about them you think about them you you think about the other options at their ADP. And for me, I was going to fade him and take Hader or fade both of those and go to like Clause A. So why did I fade Hendricks? Um, I'm not going to say I thought he was going to get hurt because I had no idea he was going to get hurt. I just kind of thought it's very, very rare for a player to be the absolute number one closer and then come back and be the number one closer all over again. Usually they, they, they fade back. They come sort back. Sort of quarterbacks in football. Yes, and he's been he's been the number one guy. I want to say for maybe a couple years in a row. So it's really more of just like a, you know, I'm just not going to pay for the number one guy. I don't think he can keep doing. He could have even been the fifth closer, and it would have been okay with me because I just didn't want to pay for him to be the number one closer or the number but, two. Yeah. So Hendricks and Hader are pretty much like one, one A one B though. It yes. was like un- yes. interchangeable. So. You I actually don't have much of Hater either. So you have you know, some. You, you just, just like Hater um, slightly more. So yes, 
essentially what you've just said is you, you've just done a victory lap on fading Hendricks and not answering no. the question and not answering no. my question at all. Yeah. It's not a victory lap. I'm just telling you that I don't generally okay, like take the number Anthony, one closer off. You the don't board. have any Hendricks. I got a bunch of them. Very good. So do you have, the, do you have him? I have him. Um, I have a bunch of them on a lot of DCs. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many shares I've got a bunch, but um. Not on any big teams, like not, not not any. I don't have him on any like very. Did you handcuff teams. him at all? Did you get any Graveman? No, I didn't. That's what. That's my question. Like, how did I didn't see this? I, I missed this info. Yeah. Did you see it before Fab? I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. I don't know where this. Guy I don't even from. remember. I don't even remember uh, like anybody am, even uh, mentioning. It's like is is like uh, Cerebro like second cousins with Larusa or something? I am. I Maybe. am. Uh, I just did a Lyco search, and it looks like this news did not come out until Monday. So this news of uh, uh, Kyle Hendricks having the dead arm, is it Kyle? Uh, it didn't come out until Monday. So, yeah. Was his velo down or anything? It's Liam. Liam, Rick. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, oh, yeah. Shrimp on the Barbie. Uh, <laughs> idiot. Go ahead. That's it. I, I thought you were going to say something. So this news didn't oh, come out. This news didn't come out to Monday, Monday, but yet, yet um, our savant, uh, our our fantasy savant Gecko, Mark Cerebro, knew about this beforehand. So you got to give Gecko a lot of credit. He's, he's got all these Holmes, guys. Holmes, Duran, Duran was a was a partial hit, and this one now, if if I assume he, I didn't look at all of his pickups, but I assume he grabbed Graveman several times. If he did that, I mean. You got to tip your hat. That's pretty oh, strong. Do you? I had to him all day. Yeah. Do you have to tip your hat? Because here's what I want to know. Yeah, he's getting all the Twitter uh, glitz and glamour. <laughs> what is his current as of today? Uh, it sits here June 15th, the 15th of June in the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, what is his current monetary ROI? I don't think he's even placing in I any way. I think, I think he is. I think he is. He's I'd, say he's, huh. he's I'd say he's doing just fine. Okay, well, uh, yeah. Sparrow, uh, whatever. You searching Sparrow? Trying to order pizza? Are you trying to look? Yeah, well, he's a, you know Sparrow. I don't. I'm going to exit this conversation because I don't even think it's worth having. I don't believe that this man is a good fantasy player, and I think he's a lot like uh, a man who I would like to become a little bit closer with. You know, it's no secret, and that's on uh, mouth uh, mouth of Mike Masogo, and uh, you know I. That's all I got to say. Okay. That's all you got to say about that? Like Forrest yeah. Gump? Like Forrest Gump? Hey, I've hey Rick. I've seen that. Yes. Not, not to get too personal, but how are things going on the home front with you? Everything okay over there? Well, you know, I mean, I. it is what it is. I got Maggie here. She's uh, by my side. I've got Lou Bob as well. And uh, Is he there? You know, I, don't, now that, I don't see him. Well, I was just going to say, now that neither of them are in the room right now, I, I, I would confide in you gentlemen uh, that it seems that the bond between those two is growing. And the bond between either of them and myself is uh, not. And there is a man in the fantasy baseball community and industry. His name is Mike, Michael the Mouth uh, Masogo. And I know he was on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. Him and I have a bond. And it is deep. And it runs very deep. There's a connection. 
Um, why did I, you, I, I, invited, I, I invited you on when we had him on the show? Why didn't you decline? It was, it was just Adam, stage fright. You know, well, <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, how there's a, you know, first date or uh, maybe a new friendship that you have or something like that. You just can't bring yourself to perform. Um, I, I just couldn't do it. Did you, uh, did you hear his story about the hot tub, Rick? <laughs> oh, I heard it. I know that as far as snakes go, he's not necessarily a, uh, you know, we'll say Jake the Snake Roberts type. But um, as far as I go, I am a million dollar man, if you know what I mean. And I want Ted DiBiase. Uh, Ted DiBiase. And I, I, you know, I will say right now that uh, Michael is my heartbreak kid. Okay, if you will. And I'd like to take. An under, I'd like to an undertaking uh, of his mankind, you know, if you will. And that's all I've got to say. I get all these references and I don't even uh, like wrestling. So. You're a wrestling fan and you try to deny it every week on this podcast. And I'm fucking, well, excuse me, uh, I'm sick of it. So go ahead and continue with the pigotry and I will, uh, you know, let me know when my segment's on. So we're talking about, we were talking about Mark. Um, yeah. Who? And uh, speaking of him, I was looking at the fab, um, the fab usage over the last, well, over the weekly periods in the main event. And I have a spreadsheet that I um, add to every week. And this guy changed his name. He changed his name again. Sorry, yeah. you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't keep up with him. At first, no. he was all the Moneyball characters. Then he changed all his team names to Ozark characters. And now... He has changed all his team names to the deceased victims of the Texas shooting. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not. Uh, because... Yeah, so that, that's what he's done. Um, not, I, not, I saw I'm... the new name. I had no idea what it was. I didn't know what it was So because I do this tracking and then he's making more work for me because my V lookups <laughs> don't work because he doesn't change yeah. his names. So I have to go in. Him and Tony D. Vincenzo our buddy Dave's buddy, my, or I know Dave. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. Tony. He also changed his name, and one other guy. So there wasn't wasn't that many. It was just all of Mark's, all of Mark's teams basically. He's got like five teams, and then I'm like, okay, I, I don't need, I didn't recognize the Ozark names because I haven't watched it recently. Yeah, and I didn't know what these names. So I, I Google searched them, and they're all the deceased. Like one is a teacher, one, and some of the are the the girls that have died in the Texas. What is it? The, Hi, Zach. Hi, this is, uh, hi. I just want to interject. This is Clay Albright. I where don't did you, know. Where the, did you come from? Well, you know, I went ahead and got a leg. And I, I just want to say the, I, I don't know that we need to get into this. Okay. I don't know that we need to get into the team names of uh, Mr. Cerebro. Okay. Um, let's I'm go not, ahead I'm and not, I'm, not, I'm not making any sort of, commentary i'm not i'm not opining on this at all i'm just saying that's what it is okay well i i just want to say you know if i had had bjorn on the podcast the trusted friend that kind of makes sure that everything goes swimmingly i would have him take care of this but i needed to go ahead and interject because you aren't talking about this subject let's go ahead and back off and uh return to the ozark stuff and i'm gonna go ahead and see myself out to you know goodbye and uh we'll see you soon Okay, sorry about what that. What the fuck? I, That's some good HR in right there. He just, can, I don't even, I know. I did not send him a link. Yeah, how did, you get, how did you get into the Zoom chat? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Jesus. All right, so no, 
looking at looking well, anyway. at the, looking yeah. at yeah anyways uh looking at the this pen and I, and I posted something like this i can let me share my screen with you guys uh, is this it here i'm see? trying to share it there we go <laughs> do you see it am I, am I, yep yeah, yeah chip chomp yeah there you go so this is like if you look at where i've highlighted these are the teams and i've sort of uh i i put the actual last name of the player uh yep. for the first couple this is the fab spend so Mr. Heberly in one of his leagues has spent $994. And if, you look, if you look at the top teams that have a thousand dollar budget, it's basically the same teams over and over again that have spent a lot of money. So it's, it looks like the teams that have the players that have a lot of teams and just have a style of spending and not to say, not to say that it's a, that it's a wrong style they just spend heavy early. It's Heberly, Del Don, Mike, the mouth, Rick, he's um, fast mm-hmm. and furious. Um, Bobby big bucks is also one of them. Um, but yeah, if you go down this list, like, um, James Gable, who Rick knows as well, he's, he's, he's a big spender. Oh, Fe- yeah. Fe- Fess- guy. Fessler. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of these guys, when they see, you know, a target that they love, um, it's not necessarily all at once, but over maybe three or four targets, they basically just decide I'm going to get him on every team because I believe in him. They're, they're not hedging. And that's why you see most of the same guys up here. Now with Heberlig, I don't know that anybody knows exactly what that guy does because it's a, it's a mystery to me how he even gets fab done for all of his teams, much less, you know, how he, what his method is to how much he bids. Um, you know, you were, child, uh, but his children are out in the goddamn streets. He doesn't even, I mean. Either know, that or they're I putting mean, in fab. Yeah. <laughs> right. Gave birth to like um, seven Oompa Loompas. Got to have an army of Oompa Loompas to do that much work. Um, I need Oompa Loompas. I'd hire them. Yeah, we all do on Sundays. Um, but, you know, you mentioned to me, I, I don't know if you were going to say this, uh, how about how Heberleg's got, I don't know, what was it, like a quarter of his teams or? or... Yeah, in the, in, the o, in the OC, he's doing okay. quite well. I, I didn't really dive into the main event, but um, in the OC, I think he has got like, 10 of his 10 of 55 are in the top 200 yeah and that which is pretty impressive for and he's got and he's i think he's like 18 of the top 18 of 55 in the top 400 which are really like the top 20th percentiles where you want to be um so he's doing very well he's at um a lot of his success can be um attributed to julio rodriguez actually oh he's got a ton of him he's got a ton of him but when i was in the drafts he was taking him in round four in the 12 team leagues um yeah, he was going berserko for him. Well, it worked out, you know. Uh, if you can hit on a superstar, you don't have to hit on very many of them, you know, for things to work. And the other thing about 12s, although, again, we're talking about a huge volume of teams, you know, things kind of will work out if you just pay attention in 12s. Obviously, you have to have a decent draft, and you can't have too many of your early guys go down uh, you know, but even in 12s, you can find stuff. It's just a whole different waiver wire. Yeah, it's a it's the wild west there. It's yes. like I, I can't even it's really hard to even like like um Vlad Sadler does a great article. Um and the 15 team is a different is a whole totally different story than the 12s. 12s just like it's, it's not even much sense of even like trying to 
figure out what other people are going to do with their bids because it's just so like there's such a high it's so highly variable in terms of like yes. those leagues. it's like man like when i was yes. like, taylor taylor ward sometimes like somebody be bidding like a hundred dollars and then i would get him uncontested in another league like it just like crazy yeah it's yeah. it's you never know and the the, crazy. The, the competition is not as hard as not as like let's be honest competition isn't isn't as um heavy in those leagues as it is as it is in the main events um and it isn't it, it, it even isn't as um fierce of competition in the 150 dollar auctions that we're in right like especially, yeah. especially no, the, in fab the uh main uh, events are tough the main events are are there or they're just it's like uh, the himalayas versus talking about the rocky mountains they're just two different completely different experiences and frankly um in the ocs I've got several OCR. I've got two OCs, but I've got several 12 teamers. Sorry, gentlemen. Okay, we're, yeah. I've got we're, several 12 teamers where people haven't even used a dollar of their fab. Not one dollar. I'm sorry, Anthony. We're going to get into these. And this is the last The last thing we were going to talk about is uh, the two the two leagues that we are in together. One OC and okay. one Mike the Mouth, Midnight yeah. Madness League. But yeah. we do, it's on the agenda. We do have the dog pound. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Seg- segment here. So we're going to have to pause here for Rick. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't mean to. Okay. Well, uh... No, I was... All right. Welcome in. It is the Dog Pound. I am Rick Poundstone. And a topic that has been on many people's brains lately is that of... Tim Jackie Robinson Anderson. Yes, he plays for the Chicago Black Sox. I've been told I need to say Black Sox. And uh, he is currently on a DL with some kind of a, I don't know, a hip injury or something like that. And uh, I find that pretty funny, especially because a couple of weeks ago, uh, he got into it with none other than Josh Donaldson, who I will go on the record and say, uh, don't like him either couple of pricks within the game of baseball and uh tim anderson is on the dl now everybody within the fantasy baseball community loves tim anderson he might as well be a jizz chasm uh everybody kind of whacks it to this guy and loves him and he's fun and he makes the game great all this stuff well guess what you know what came out in the news the other day tim anderson uh was balls deep in another woman Okay, that's right. He laid wood to another woman, and he's got another youngin on the way. He's already got two daughters to the woman he's married to now, and now he's got another one on the way. Yeah, he knocked up the side piece. You don't, you know what I've always said? You don't dip your 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 you don't dip your ink in the company butter. Okay, I have always said that. And here he is getting it into another woman. There's another one on the way. And, you know, and I think actually a more apt uh, comparison for Mr. Anderson instead of this whole Jackie Robinson thing might be that of, I'm well, I don't follow football because, you know, who gives a shit? It's the same shit every year. But uh, this uh, Tony Cromartie, uh, that's who I think we should be comparing uh, Tim Anderson to, this Antonio Cromarte. Uh, looks like he's got 14 kids. I'm not making this up. He has 14 or 10 or, I don't know, some double-digit number of kids to eight different women. 
So instead of the Jackie Robinson comparison, well, you know, uh, before you go there with all the injustices you've had, Jim, uh, maybe it is, uh, you know, Antonio Party Cromartie uh, that you should be comparing yourself to. That's what I've got to say about this issue. And this has been the Dog Pound with Rick Poundstone. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, anytime, boys. If you don't mind, can you edit that all out? All of it. Yeah, you might need to just get rid of all of that. Hi, uh, this is Clay Albright, and I just wanted to step in and say that this last segment here by uh, Rick was, <laughs> you know what, I'm not even going to say the word problematic because that would be not even really getting it done. Uh, this, do we need to, you know, fire this man? Uh, you know, I think that a record of conversation certainly needs to be done, if not a written warning, and I'm going to go ahead and draft this paperwork right away. Whoa, so Rick's going to be out of here? Okay, what? Yes, uh, we're going to get rid of Rick. Uh, that was highly inappropriate. Um, and there's no, like, there's no like strike system, like one strike, <laughs> two strike. One, two, three, you're out. You know what? I mean, I've got a record of conversation ready to go. I've got a written warning ready to go. I've got a final written warning ready to go. I've got all the paperwork ready to go. So we're going to go ahead and get that draft right now. We're going to get it to Rick. Okay. I don't even know what he just said. Uh, I, I... Well, does Rick need to leave? Like, how do we? He doesn't need it. No, he can go ahead and finish out this podcast right now. But as far as future endeavors go, I'm going to get with Morty and the team and everything like that. We're going to brainstorm this whole issue. We're going to get your and everything like that. We're going to figure out what we need to do. But then we're going to get rid of Rick. <laughs> so, but Rick, like, what if what if Rick just leaves now? We can't even get this podcast out. If he just if Rick just says fuck it, I'm out. Like you fired him on the spot. Zach, he uh, he disconnected. Uh, he's no longer on. I, I don't. We lost him. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what he said. It was way too fast for me, but uh, he is gone. So, okay. so, so I got a gone. question just from like a uh, like a company perspective. So Clay gets to make all the the hiring and firing decisions, or is he just a support of you? Like, are you not in charge of whether Rick can stay or not? Me? Yeah. Well, no, it's really the the board now because they bought out our bought, they, bought the, they bought the DCN. So it's more, oh, I'll be darned. Yeah, that's more is Morty Rosenbaum, um, who's bought the company now. So, so you don't get any say, Zach. This is well, just I, up to. I could talk maybe to Rick him. can I, appeal I, to him. Or I something. could talk to him. Yeah. Well, I would appreciate it because I did. I don't feel that I did any. Do you always think I did anything wrong? I don't. What did I do? Yeah, I'm going to um, Friday night dinner with him. Uh, this week, this week, so I can uh, we'll talk. Over the Rick camp. likes Going to, to Rick likes to push the envelope. All right. Well, we'll have to figure that out. But I don't know. I'm not going to make a comment on it. Um, as long uh, as thanks for the support. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going to continue on, um, and uh, we're going to talk about the OC that we're in together. And Anthony, this is I'm in a whole bunch of them. You said you're in two. You're in third in place. You're in third. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in 11th. It's one of my worst leagues. Um, you took all the guys I wanted when we did the draft. This is the one that, uh, you know what? We, we have to give a shout out to Derek Butcher um, in yeah. general because of how much we talked about Bobby Witt and Byron Buxton to start, yeah. to start the podcast. Um, that's something he that was I, on both of them. He loved them both. Oh, yeah. He was riding both those picks. Oh, I think he's got both of them on all of his teams. And yeah, um, yeah so he was, I remember we were, we were on his, like um, some sort of Zoom chat when we did, when we did this um, draft, me, you, and Derek. And um, 
you stole Buxton, you stole Witt, you stole Bauer. I guess I'm glad you stole Bauer. Um, right. In this league, my problem is pitching. Like, my ratios are shit. Uh, Trevor Rogers, Blake Snell, not good. Um, however, you did have Freddie Peralta. Um, yeah, he's gone. Hammer League is in first in this league. We talked about him already. Um, but basically, like, I looked at my team. Like, I don't really go dive deep into, the, like, the teams like this because I just have too many. But, like, what is going wrong here? For me, it's just, like, playing like most of these pitchers I haven't rostered the whole year or they've been injured, but like just wrong timing in these OCs, Hunter Green, Mitch Keller, Blake Snell, Josh Winder, Reed Detmers, Brady Singer, Zach Thompson. Like some of those players might be like, you think are good, but like when I've played them, like I've basically mistimed everything in this league. And that's been a huge downfall for me. So one thing I've, I should know is that in these OCs is like, you need to like, don't play these borderline pitchers with borderline matchups just throw in your like if you don't have studs like get studs because they're available like good yes. matchups are available and yes. why why am i throwing out like hunter green this week like um for example well, it's been I'm, pretty hot but i, I get what right. you're saying is you know make sure that like even mitch Keller, feel- like he's got two starts but his two starts aren't really that good. Like make sure you yeah. have, like, make sure you have like, there's a 12 team league, make sure you have studs or make sure you have good safe matchups. And there aren't many safe matchups this year. It seems like with, when you're streaming, streaming is right. not good. Well, it's not uh, starting pitching's just been a, a minefield. And um, I'm looking at your staff. You've got Burns and Giolito, you know, you've got my team. Uh, you know, you've got, um, uh, Mackenzie Gore. I mean, the team, the team is fine. Of course, you know, some things maybe haven't gone right for you, but what you need to do is just give it a little time. You're not going to finish 11th. I mean, unless you, unless something really changes from what I'm looking at this, there's plenty of guys that have underperformed that you look at standings today. Maybe this is why a lot of people say, I don't stare at the standings. You know, if they're healthy and they're pitching, if Giolito, or in my case, I've got plenty of Woodruff, and he's on the DL right now, but he hasn't been pitching well. You know, if they just want to jack it all year and there's nothing you can do about it, then so be it. I'm going down with them. They're your Titanic. Hell yeah. Just try to time them, you know, because you got to just ride them and let the chips fall where they may. I think sometimes when we get caught up in 15s where we're streaming – looking at two starts, looking at matchups and, and overthinking, not really overthinking, but, but really in that mindset of the 15s, it carries over to 12s where you start benching guys that, you know, and playing guys because you really liked them in a 15. I do that. So you almost have to just completely forget what you did in the 15s or do the 12s first, which is hard to do too, because, you know, you're going to, look at your mains first usually and things like that. So it's a tough situation to, to try to, uh, you know, um, go back and, and get too hard on yourself about uh, starts and sits, just play the best guys you can. Obviously some of them are getting rocked. I get it. You know, I mean, Trevor Rogers and things like, but what are you going to do? I mean, I guess you could, I guess you could, you could bench a guy until you see him have a good start, but then put him back in and let him burn you again. Because you don't want to miss good starts, and you also don't want to stream iffy guys in a twelve. See, you um, got you got a good ratios in this league, but like your counting stats are sort of middling. Horrible. I have no starting pitching. 
Your ratios, you know, your ratios are good. Yeah. But I, you've, been, I, you've, been, you've been playing your pitching smart. That's that we've been doing sort of two opposite things. Like I think I have like the I've Gore and Giolito and Burns, but then I've also blown up on all the I've blown up the set like the the bottom third of my pitching staff. You've looked like you've done the opposite. You're like your top your top tier in all the ratio categories. It's just um, you're not too good in strikeouts and like some of your counting stats, right. like power stats, aren't there. Um, like so you know, your just, team, T. Oscar, yeah. um, they should be like your team's really good. It looks like a good team. You got Machado. Yeah. Machado, Buxton, Bichette, like that's a good team. Bobby Witt, um, yeah. that's a team that's going to be. You're in third place right now. And that's a team that should looks like it should be moving up. You got your yeah. Closers. I mean, it's it's got it's got, it's got potential, but frankly, you know what you see today is probably not what I intend it to look like even two months from now. I've got you know three or four relievers in because I don't have good starting pitching and I'm protecting. At yeah. some point, I'm going to have to take a shot. And that means either grabbing starting pitchers to get dropped. That means grabbing, you know, starting to maybe just stream a little bit or take shots. I've got to start getting K's at some point, but I don't feel compelled to keep up in K's in April and May. If I don't like the pitchers, sometimes you don't keep up and you do like the pitchers. They're just not, they're not good or whatever. That happens to me too, but I will bank saves early and switch it up midstream, you know, and start playing more starters maybe in June or July if I can find something that I like. Um, I will not just play starters just to say I need the Ks. I'll play my hand, whatever I'm yeah. Like if my if my relievers end up being good, I'll like I'll, I'll bank those saves. But if vice versa, yeah. but I think it is yes. more it, it is more difficult to find good starters later because it really um, is because uh, rotations get manipulated, innings limits get put on. Injuries happen. Um, I think this is the start. I think it's like I found it easier, like especially like in the like in the leagues that I won last year. To just like I was rolling out six closers at some points, like just to, because yes. I needed saves. It's easier because no, not everyone's aggressive on the waiver wire for saves near the end. It's easier to get those like Finnegans and whoever. Yes, it is. Season. It is. But I, I'm not in a position where I can pick and you're, choose. You're, you're playing your how hand. I want the stat. I mean, think about it. Peralta's gone. I picked up Nick Pavetta uh, on May 22nd for 42 bucks. He's been nails. I mean, I really needed him. Yes. Bad. Yeah, he's been great. And I, I grabbed Kirby, who's been, you know, he's okay. But I needed him. I needed him. This team needs starting pitching, uh, especially when you see a team that has potential. You are, you're starving for it. When you got a team that there's just a lot that's not going right, maybe you don't go gung-ho early for for you know your your weakness maybe you're just trying to let the string play out and see how it does if it gels and comes up in this case I saw this team had some potential I wanted to say it was first or second for a few weeks in this league it's never going to do an over over overall because it just it's too low in case mm -hmm. but I think it could compete for the league you know if things go well so well that makes sense um, uh, let's go, let's go look at the, the Mike Mouth Midnight Madness, another team, yeah. like, I'm, I'm looking at my worst teams, I'm also in 11th in this, in this league, I'm actually doing well in some other leagues, just not these two that, that I'm in with you, must be the competition, yeah. um, yeah. I'm just so far behind in hitting, but just, uh, not to talk about, just, I'll briefly, uh, summarize my situation is, um, you're Thompson at that, what's going on there, Rick? 
I am sorry about that, boys. I I I had a I had a Lou shoe. I had a Lou issue, and uh, just calming it down. So go ahead and continue. I what's, apologize. What's he? What's going on with him? What's he doing? He's well. <laughs> Is he giving uh, Maggie the bird? I don't know what that means, but I uh, she is actually working double shift at the uh, at the uh, what is what Waffle House? No, only fans. But you know what? I don't appreciate those comments from either of you fucking boys. Okay, <laughs> that's what I want to say right now. She's downtown. She's working at the Shop and Go, is what we call it here. Oh, and Lou and I are hanging out here tonight, and he's getting ready for forty hands. And I wanted to calm him down because he wants to get sloshed and he wants to come on the podcast. And I told him that he cannot do that. I need to run the tight ship here. So, okay. Yeah, you're on double secret probation after that clay inter- intervention. Yeah, she might need uh, two jobs because um, uh, they put they put they put us on salary here. They did, and uh, I'm just trying to keep my wit my wits about me. I don't know what's going to happen, and uh, I don't like it. Is all I have to say. All right. Um, <laughs> I would love to play 40 Cage with Lou Love. I don't mind. What? I don't mind. <laughs> Serve it up. Lou, I, I got I to gotta deal with him. So you boys go ahead and go. Okay. Good. All right. So I'm just like so far behind in hitting. You are your tops at bats. You have the most at bats in the league. But both of us are at the bottom in this league. Um, yeah. My team, Moncada, Grisham, Bauer, Luzardo, Adele, Tatis, Franmil. And it's not like I'm leaving zeros on the board on a weekly basis. It's just like my team, the players that have been in my lineup are just not putting up stats. Like those guys, and there has been some, like I, and it isn't, and it's some self-inflicted because I, I was stashing at one point Bauer, Tatis, Acuna, um, yeah. amongst other like weekly injuries. So, but it's not like I was taking zeros. Like I was, ma- I was making sure I fielded a lineup. I just didn't have, options but I, like every week when i did fab i made sure that i could feel the lineup to start the week and then like maybe one week correa got hurt i don't know but like um let's talk that's that's my problem i think um and, and also the, the, the same thing with the ratios like the pitching ratios just like tyler molly like it's just been bad picks right not all your teams are winners um, again i'm i'm looking at your team and i'm not telling you this because i'm on i'm on the pod with you the team is fine sometimes it just takes a team a while to, to make its move. You would wish it would, you wish it would start strong. Even if it starts strong and fades, you feel good about the team. Cause you're like, I've seen them do it. When the team starts cold or maybe you make some bad decisions early, it makes you feel like you need to take action. Sometimes the action you need to take is to leave the team and let it go. Oh yeah. I mean, except for, except for managing injuries and things like that. The team is fine. I mean, I, I looked at it before we went on and other than, you know, you'll, you'll have Hauk and, and Chapman coming back for saves, which will help you a lot. Um, other than that, I don't know what it is you want to do with this team. It's fine. Nothing. I didn't really, yeah, even, nothing. It's I don't really have a lot, of, a lot of moves to make. It's just like the, I've been, it's like, the, it's been like the last one or two guys on my pitching staff. Like right now you'll see my lineup. I have Brady Singer who's lined up for another good start. Like that was a decent matchup. And John Gray, like John Gray has Detroit tomorrow and yeah. Singer has Oakland the next day. But I, I'm fortunate this week that I have those guys and, and it's Shane Baz has Baltimore. But yeah. before that I was rolling in Freddie Mercury, 
um, all these kinds of shit, <laughs> all these kinds of shit pitchers, like in my last two spots. So that's, yeah. that's, that's really been killing me. Tyler yeah. Molly, I started off very poorly. <clears throat> I think I got, I, I don't have much of him, but like he fell to a point where I felt he was the best pitcher on the board at the time. Um, I don't know. Anyways, um, your team, um, you're really hurting in counting stats. And I want to talk about one, something specific. Again, it's a, it's a theme. You can grind, you can grind this and you're still not far off. Like your team, like, I'm not just bullshitting you. Like Anthony, you're like, you're not, you're a really nice guy. You're going to tell me my team's good. You made, you made me feel better. And I'm not just saying this either. You, it's you, true I think, though. Yeah. I know. I like you're my team. Okay I, I like here. my team. Yeah. I like my team. And um, I, I like your team, um, but mile straw. So would you do it? I, I don't know. That's sort of a dumb question. I think he's, I think, I think. Would I do it again? Absolutely not. He's killing, he's killing you in your. Killing me. He's killing you. Now, I have some Miles Straw stuff for you because I knew this was coming, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, he's really he's really been a problem. Uh, but I want to talk to you about my Miles Straw argument. He's, got a, he's hitting 217 with seven ribs, no homers. He has 11 steals, you know, and he has 40 runs, which is really good. But he's ice, ice cold. He's got a 228 Babbitt. Um, and, or I'm sorry, he has a 228 Babbitt versus righties or yes. And he's hitting 196 versus righties. 196 um, versus righties. Oh yeah. Versus sorry. righties. That's right. He has huge platoon splits right now. Huge, huge. Um, he's got a, he's got a 257 Babbitt. He's a three. He's, again, it's a, it's the lazy man's analysis, but I want you to understand some of these guys have been ice, ice cold. In his case, the problem that I really have with him is the roster construction that he, the problem he causes there with the no power and the no ribs. He's actually going to be fine if I needed steals and runs. He's, I think, I believe that. I believe he's going to get hot, but that's not what I need from him. You know, I need that spot to give more production than he gives. I'm not happy with the way I put him on this team, but. Uh, I do think that he's somebody that you could plug in, you know, when you, when he has a, you know, a four game Monday through Thursday and the other guy has two, or you got an injury or something. I think he's a bench player is what he really is. Right. And, and we were also wasted when we drafted this draft, drafted these. Teams. It was a at bad, least, at least I was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad, it was a bad draft for me. I mean, I'm not happy with a lot of the picks I made, um, but in his case, what I think the reason most people took straw in all drafts is because they were panicking for speed. Nobody wants to take Miles Straw. People took him because they had to take him. That's the way I felt when I would take him. I never and, took him. I never took him. Yeah. Victory well, lap. you were smart because what he really has been is not only, you know, uh, a complete black hole for power. You know, but I took, you know, I took really this, not been good in other things. You know, what I took you in know, this league for runs. Tommy Ooh. fucking tanks. I got Tommy Ooh. Edmund and, and yes. I'm sitting in 11th fucking place with Tommy wow. Edmund on this team. You know, you've, you picked up Morrell. You've got Thomas in Alec Thomas. He's coming on. Just I, I, I picked up Morrell. I picked up Morrell. I picked up Taylor Ward. I picked yes. up Kyle. I picked up Kyle Ooh. Wright. Like it's not even like, it's, I, I, how else like that's, I'm, and I pissed Oscar Gonzalez. So I've, I've made all the moves that I wanted to make. I have, yes, I've picked up. Yes. I have Alec Thomas, Chris Morrell, Oscar Gonzalez, 
You have Tatis waiting in the wings, which it might be a while, but nevertheless, Kyle Wright, that, Kyle he's coming. Wright, Brady Singer. Yep. I have fabbed everyone that I wanted to fab, and I fabbed Shane Baz. So I don't know what it is. And I'm still in fucking 11th place because I think it's because of all these dead weight fucking hitters that I drafted at first. Moncada, yes. Fran Mill. Yes. Um, who else was it? Uh, Chapman. Chapman? Oh, did you draft? Did you draft uh, Matt Chapman? No, I rolled this Chapman. Oh, okay. No. No, I, I, I totally agree that to an extent you tinker a little because, you know, maybe you want to you know, pick up a hot new shiny toy or you want to, um, you know, swap in some people off benches and things like that. For the most part in these 12s, as long as your team is healthy and they're all, you know, I mean, I'm looking down your lineup, fourth, third, fifth, fifth, first, third. I mean, these guys are all in the lineup every day, playing every day, good players. You just can't do anything except watch them. If they go 0 for 4, it's not your fault. The only way it's your fault is if you had a better option or, you know, I mean, frankly, if, you know, if you're starting like Detroit guys at this point or something, or Kansas <laughs> City guys, that's your own fault. But other than that, you know, I mean, excluding Bobby Witt, other than that, all you could do is just set them in there. And it's, it sounds lazy to say, you know, just leave it alone, but you, you can't Cotta. do a lot. I mean, I'm looking at the lineup. There's not much you can do. No, I'm looking at, and I'm looking at your lineup um, and your. Miles Straw needs to get out of there. And frankly, oh. uh, I'm not so sure about Bellinger at this point either. But otherwise, I mean, uh, I made some huge mistakes. Obviously, Straw. I drafted three third basemen. I took Devers, who's fantastic. Then later on, I took Turner and Candelario. Why? I don't even have them anywhere on any the ginger. Because I was drunk <laughs> is what I'm going to blame it on. Were you because drunk? I have no business with those guys. Were you drunk? I don't even like them. Were so. you drunk? Were you drunk during the draft? I was. I mean, I was tipsy. Yeah. I wasn't. That, I mean, I wasn't extremely drunk. I wasn't like, you know, I, I don't I don't usually let myself get too drunk, but usually when I draft, I don't want any cloud i want to like know my next draft pick as it comes along in that draft i'm like reacting and i'm like okay who's up who's available i don't like drafting like that you know well, and it's a decent size jeff draft jeff Mitziff, who didn't even show up to the draft he was sick like a dog in vegas yeah um, he's in first place killing it and our good friend mark winoker is yep. also up there in uh, the league i think he's both great players both two, or, two or three years in a row so yeah i do well, have to say um, if I could interject, I do you don't have, have to, say, to say anything. Uh, no, I do. I, I have to say uh, to Mr. Uh, Galdi that the the things that he is saying about, hey, this is a good team. Let it play out. Uh, don't knee buckle like a little bitch. You know, <laughs> that is something that I think the fantasy baseball community at large does need to hear. These people are weak. Uh, most of them cave into the desires of their wives and buy some kind of crazy home. Meanwhile, they're just like an elementary school teacher. Uh, I, I have to say that, you know, you need to sit back like right now. OK, inflation in the United States, thanks to uh, Jill, Jill and Joe, is now at near 10 percent levels. The stock market is as low as, uh, you know, I hate to be frank, but Maggie's tits. <laughs> uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, crypto prices and the housing, it's all fucked. And I, I hate to say it that, that candidly, 
but Let it Mr. Fly. I mean, you're already on probation. Just I, yeah, you piece. know what? You're right, <laughs> Mr. Goldie. And I, I have to say, he is nailing it here. It is June 15th. If you're oh, my team's an eighth. Oh, I gotta go pick up uh who's one of these fly by night dipshits that everybody's picking up. I don't know. One of these names. If the team is good, the team is good. You let it roll. And not only that, you double down on it. You know Keep what I mean? Keep in mind, some of these some of these other teams that are in first, second, third, they might have have guys that are way out over their skis right now. Right. When those guys cool off and and hopefully your guys heat up, things are going to equal out. You're going to see but like with the, it's the terrible Lowers, to sit here and watch it. Huh? The Lauer, Lowers, the Cortez, the Tyler McGills, those yes. teams are just those teams like at first, like that's already corrected a little bit. You're yes. going to see you're going to see like there's um it's the middle of June. It's really like the start of June because we started late. Um, yeah, still a lot of a lot of season left. Even by the teams that I'm in first place, and like by a lot, those teams are not safe. By any yeah, case. the biggest the biggest thing I can say is if your pitching has struggled up till now, this is a really bad time to try to get good pitching stats in. The hitting is going to take off if it has. I mean, it already has, and that doesn't mean pitchers won't won't deal and you can't get great pitching stats it's just going to be really hard to find them on the wire so hopefully your pitchers who are already good just do their thing because going out there and trying to stream you know uh, eric fetty <laughs> you know you just it's not it's not going to work out injuries will is are killing everyone and as they try to replace those people uh you're going to see blow-ups left and right there's not a whole lot of great pitchers left to come up. I well, saw uh, what's his name just went on the DL uh, or IL. Uh, uh, Edward Cabrera. Cabrera, yeah. I was talking about this with someone the other day. Um, I forget who, but I'm saying like the, uh, I think on the podcast, Graham. I said that, like with uh, Max Meyer hurt, Edward Cabrera yeah. hurt, Grayson Rodriguez hurt. Um, like people already own O'Neill Cruz. People already own Alex Kirillov. Who's the next big spend that's going to come up? It's going to be DL. Right. It's going to be DL Hall, DL on, Hall. The or, on the Orioles. But right, he's, and he's what off. if he comes up and gets rocked? I mean, but it he's, on, be he's the, on the Orioles. Yeah, he, he's no sure bet right. either. Like, am I right. going to be spending triple digits on that motherfucker? Probably not. Like, there's really. But not, I mean, like, what what else is there? Who else is coming up? I don't know. It's like, a desperation play. When he comes up, everybody's going to be like, "Please be my savior." I don't know. Like, is Yuri Perez going to come up from the Marlins? He's another guy that's just like lights out on, on the Marlins because they they are very thin. Eliezer is shit. I know you. I know you invested in him. In horrible. Him. He's been horrible. Um, Edward Cabrera. Um, I'm afraid to say he might be just toast. Yeah. Um, Trevor Rogers is not good. I don't think he's going to lose his spot in the rotation anytime soon. But like, he might. He's been bad, and he's been consistently bad. I think it's time to take an out. It wasn't time to take an out at first, but I think that's. That ship has sailed. So they have got Alcantara. You don't know how long Pablo Lopez's arm is going to hang on. He might, and they've been aggressive in the past to, to bring up pitchers. Um, Max Myers, I think he's hurt right now. Um, right. And then they got this, and they brought up uh, Jose Fernandez really quick. Um, and he was great back in the day. So they've been, they, I know they got a different regime now, but um, I don't well, know. Well, you know, uh, I think as a whole, the point is, people are going to be desperate for pitching. And so people are going to take chances. And the more chances you take, the more blowups you're going to run into. Most people do not want to do what I've done on some of these teams, which is start three or four relievers 
instead of streaming that sixth starter and you fall behind in case they don't want to give up those K's. And I, I, I understand that, but it, it, unless it works out, which it rarely does, you know, you're really sabotaging your, your ratios. I mean, it, it negates everything when you throw Fetty in there. I did the Fetty thing on one team. It was a terrible deal. I, was, I had my own self to blame. My teams would be doing so much better if not for some of these like stupid, well, not stupid, but these uh, some optimal decisions with uh, these two start fuckers. Um, yeah. But I think I think you brought up an important point though with with the um, just uh, looking forward to like the pitching. Um, I know I, I can think of a bunch of hitters that are in the minor leagues that people are going to spend up on. Vinny Pasquantino, Estuary Ruiz is going to be heavily bid on. I think both of those guys. Nick Prado could be one of them too. Just speaking of some of your Royals, yep. um, there's other guys too. But if you're looking at like pitching, because you're talking about that being so thin, what really is there? Like we talked about DL Hall, and I think last year it's important. It's a really important thing to consider in these 15 team leagues because when McClanahan was brought up last year, I'm like, who else is who else is coming up? And I didn't bid that heavy on him, and I I didn't get him um, because I saved my money for Manoa. I'm like, I want Manoa. And I did get Manoa in the main in one of my two main events, um, so that was good. Um, but this year, um, people like Kirby was one of them. That's yep. that yep. that's a sunk cost now. Then you're looking at Edward Cabrera, who some you were able to stash in some leagues. Some leagues people paid up for it, big money now. That was a yep. big spend. You got Max Meyer who's injured. You got Grayson Rodriguez who's now injured. Those guys look like they're. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm overestimating the injury for Max Meyer. I don't know the details, but let's take let's say those guys are out of the picture. We have DL Hall, which again, Orioles. Who is left that we're going to be looking at? And that's an important thing to consider consider when you're looking at like this, the Fab spin. So I'm just looking. Yeah, I mean, the, I Jackson, think Cole, will... Jackson Cowar, he's not going to be a big one. Cade Cavalli. Cade Cavalli. There you go. Cade Cavalli. Yeah. Cade He's going to be someone that you're going to be. And he'll be overpriced because of what you just said. Yes. There is I no one else on the horizon. Yeah. People are going to spend triple digits on King Cabal when he gets called yes. up pretty soon. Hoping he's the savior. Yeah. Yes. Because there's be, nothing be do- else I, coming. I won't be doing that, I don't think. Maybe. And frankly, I- okay, let's say you don't do it. And you're sitting on a you're sitting on a decent amount of money. Okay. If you don't do it, Kate Cavalli does pay off, you'll regret it. If he doesn't pay off, what are you going to spend your money on anyway? So Hitters. people are just going to take the shot because I'm going to take the shot. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying you win him, but to say I'm not going to pay a hundred, I'm making it up a hundred dollars for Kate Cavalli. What are you saving your money for? I have several well, leagues closer. where I have six fifty, and everybody else has, you know, four hundred, and I'm sitting there going, okay, so what? I just I have like the hammer for what reason? You know, you need to get some of these guys in there and give them a shot. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But to just pass on everybody um, because most of them don't work out is not giving your team a, a chance. You know what I mean? On the yeah. other hand, let's be honest, how many of them really work out? 10%, 5% of them? We talked about Luis Patino. Yep, he's coming. Did, did you listen to the podcast with Dean Graham? Yeah, I did. So we, we were saying that he's – like he looks like I'm guessing he's pacing a July second start with against Toronto, and he's got some bad matchups against Tampa Bay. Like, are you really going to shell 100 bucks out for him now? Like, uh, no. Rob, Rob Silver bought him in a bunch of leagues. Like, he, like that's a really savvy move that he made. If, yes. if you have the safe, if you have the space to stash him no. and you want to play the long term game, but 
I hear Rick groaning in the background. I heard I heard uh, the Trudeau guy. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Like it's like, is he going to get the length? Well, in defense of uh, defensive uh, Rob, the way to do that is what exactly what he did. If you have yes. the room, because then if it doesn't work out, it's really no harm, no foul. When you spend a hundred bucks on the guy, uh, you know, you don't have a whole lot left, you know, to play for the rest of the year. I don't know where everybody's at on, on money, but let's say, you know, you're, you've been spending along with everyone else, you know, you only get a few more of those bullets left and then it's probably curtains for your team as far as, you know, finding a savior. When you are a week or two ahead of them, which you know this as well as anybody, you know, you could do that all year long if you just stay ahead of it. It's just having the roster space. Yeah. Point, counterpoint. Um, Cross-check. It's, it, it's, it's the, you say it's the way to do it. And I was with, and Rob also was in on Edward Cabrera early too, yeah. which I was yeah. with him on. I was buying up Edward Cabrera cheap at around $10 in all the leagues that he was available in a couple of weeks ago. And he was doing that same thing. And that would, that seemed like it was a, a good move. Um, but the counterpoint to that is if you do believe if you, well, if you don't believe that um, Patino is going to get that length and he's not going to be, there's sort of like a, a longer shot for him to find a path to like sustainable starting pitch value. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Correct. And, uh, and like, I actually had bids in it. Just, I just ended up getting players that I uh, prioritized higher. So I was doing the same thing as he was doing. And, and, but the thing is like, you're also wasting quote unquote a roster spot. That's yep. the, that's the other, that's, that's the flip side is like, you could, you could have been, you could have added um, Kendall Graveman if you needed saves. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what his team needs, but like, that's, that's the flip side. If you had somehow had a magic crystal ball, like Mark Gecko. Right. <laughs> yes. Sparrow. Sparrow. The, yeah. Sparrow. Uh, it's, I think that's what sets apart. And I, I'm going to include you in this group. What sets apart top players in, in the industry is focusing on a specific player and not just putting them in the middle of your waterfall and by chance getting them, if that makes sense. So you said, I want Cabrera. You probably didn't bid tons of money for him, but I can bet that week you bid a lot more on other guys than you bid on Cabrera. You made it a point to focus certain bid groups on him yeah. because I must get this guy now to save the money. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's okay. You can have my $10, but put my, my problem that I've run into over the years, and I, I, I'm trying to work on this now, is I will see Cabrera or Patino or whatever come along, you know, in a week or two. And I had them in my bid groups two weeks ago, but right. I didn't put them at the top. They were like, you know, 10 down and they just didn't by chance hit it. That's not the way to do it. Focus, pick guys you, you want to you have, put them on your team intentionally and seek or swim with it make make commit to it Learn i don't commit i just i just let the i just let the bid group you know take what it wants you know based on who else took what and i by chance get some of those guys but you need to commit yeah if that's what your team needs yeah and i think just to sort of give, yeah. an, give an example is like let's say i have, you know, I have three um bid groups i'm dropping three different players 
just um, uh, say, take for example, this week, let's say you wanted to get Patino. What I would do is I would have a bid group with like, say Jake Berger would be at the top of it, at like 50 bucks or whatever. And then I'd have a whole bunch of guys. Like I'd have like Victor Reyes, I'd have like Liberator, um, call it Brennan Donovan, all above um, Patino. And I'd have Patino right. at like three bucks. And then I'd, and I'd copy that bid group three times. But then one of those bid groups, what I would do is I would take out everyone except for the two guys at the top to make sure that I would at least get, take take out everyone between, say my top two bids were Berger and say Brendan Donovan or whatever. Like just to, just to take, just to say for an example, I would remove everyone between Brendan Donovan and Luis Patino um, and make so sure- So that, that at least one bid group- at, le at, least, at, at least one bid group, he's guaranteed to be at that top. And then yes. I would just, I, I would either delete everyone in between or move them to a lower dollar amount, which I'm probably like, I, I know based on the market, I'm probably not going to get, but I still might, I might get them. That's what I did with Edwin Cabrera. Um, I didn't do that with Patino this week because he was farther off in my opinion. And I think the payout would be, I think the payout's less likely with him. So I just, yeah. I had Patino honestly at two bucks and basically at the, like he was like 15th on my strings. Yeah. So I never ended up getting him. I might do the same thing this week. Um, if he's like, he's basically like a fallback for me. Yeah. I mean, Patino is probably, you know, a good example of the type of pitcher that people will be uh, vying for the for rest sure. of the year. He's going to be, that is the guy that pretty much you can, you can have, he's a four ERA guy, you know, decent K's, maybe a K an inning. But how much will the Rays let him pitch? You know, how deep into games and such? They have a good so rotation it, already. Yeah, it, it becomes a it becomes a situation where you're you're really just praying that it works out versus taking those shots earlier or committing and stashing several guys and cutting the patinos that don't work out. When you have to have patino work out, that's where the problems start. You know. Yeah, there's so many people that don't work out as well. Like over yep. this year, like Tucker Davidson, Chris Bubik. Yep. Um, yep. Those are guys that have been added and dropped. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like Rob's on the right track because he's Patino two weeks from now, he's going to cost a hundred bucks guaranteed. Yes. And, and frankly, even if Patino works out, he's still on the right track. I mean, even if you bought him for a hundred bucks and he works out for you, Doing the, doing Rob's method and buying early, dropping or keeping, but buying early, that is where the roster management is so huge. It's so huge, especially with the pitchers, right? I mean, buying early on a hitter, and maybe he plays a little bit and he gets a little more time. There's just so many hitters that come and go. The pitchers are few and far between. And you, you've got and, – and the mains, they're all gone. They're all gone by the time they get good unless they just got brought up, you know, very rarely do you see a, a difference making starting pitcher that goes and deals and he's available everywhere in a main. I mean, it's just very rare. They're all gone because people are speculating weeks ahead of time. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm if you don't at, get in on that, uh, you, you don't get them. I'm looking at the bids and there, and there were backup bids to all of his bids. Um, well, most of his bids, especially yeah. in the higher, in the higher, level leagues and he's in, in, in those more expensive high stakes leagues he's dropping players that are basically useless he's dropping walker bueller and david phelps so they might this might have been 
he might have been doing the same thing I was doing. Like he was, he was just at the bottom of his string. And maybe that league is probably, maybe the league is more competitive in terms of um, fab, which I would assume it might be. Um, so he was bidding, he, I was bidding two bucks. He was bidding 11 bucks. That might be a equivalent based on the competition level and based on how much money he had left versus how much I have left. Right. But um, I'm looking at the main events and he's dropping, say Michael Walker. Let's look at this team because that's the most significant guy that he's dropping. He dropped Michael Walker for, um, hey, Rick, how you doing? For, yeah. He's in, he's in first place. This is his 11th overall team. So he's okay. in first place and he's, and he's vying for a title. And right now his bench is Kopech, Jason Alexander, Luis Patino, Pavin Smith, who's basically like, I think he's a drop at this point. And he's stashing, yes. he's stashing Kirillov, he's stashing Kyle Lewis. So he's got Lewis, Kirillov, I guess, Kopech, I guess you can consider him a stash now, and Patino. So he's got four, at least four um, stashes on his bench. Pavin Smith is not all that usable. Tyrone Taylor doesn't have, like, foreseeable playing time forever. So right. he's got Kikuchi, um, and he's got Cabrera, who got injured. So he's going to have to do – he's going to have to do something about that now. So he's – that was a risk that he took. He dropped Waka, and now – Edward Cabrera, who he also smartly stashed, is coming out of his lineup. And he's also got Kikuchi in his lineup, which I'm not sure he has a good matchup next week. He's at one start. Don't remember exactly who he's facing. So he's got to put in Patino, which he can't, Jason Alexander, and Michael Kopak, who I, I believe Michael Kopak is a, a little bit a little bit banged up right now. So he's gonna yeah. have to, he's, put, he's put himself in a, he's put himself in a little bit of a snag there because he didn't expect Edward Cabrera to get injured, but he'll deal with that in Fab. Right, right, and that's frankly, just, that's just the risk you run. When you, even when you if it's a even if it's a one week stopgap uh, for Cabrera, he's got stuff in the pipeline, right? Whether it works out or not, yeah, he's, he's got, got the pipeline full. If you don't fill up the pipeline, how are you going to get something in two weeks or three weeks or whatever? You've got to put some stuff in there, and so that's what the smartest players I see are doing. You're in there. You guys are filling up a pipeline. I look at your benches. It's guys that I'm like, why are you picking up Luis Patino? I mean, that guy's not even close. If you don't pick him up now, you're going, you're going to have to break the bank. And frankly, he's probably not worth breaking the bank. So pick him up now. And at least you could drop him if he gets rocked, you know? Uh, so I, I think that's what most uh, uh, average players don't do they look at today or they look at two starts next week and they don't look at where am I going to be a month from now with this pitching staff if this guy gets hurt or I get an injury or you know how how am I going to catch up in K's I have to start stashing guys for K's now because the season will be over in August or you know if I'm not caught up by August it's over and forget about overalls I mean if you even want to win your league you've got to start stashing now this is not April anymore Forget about overalls. That's all I wear. But uh, uh, Jason Alexander, uh, Kramer, isn't it? Is that George? That's George Kramer on uh, Friends. Yeah, sure. Okay. So what I thought. Yeah. So that, do you like that show, Rick? Is that one of your favorites? Or I love Friends. Uh, if you look at uh, Phoebe or uh, Phoebe, uh, <laughs> Phoebe, I think the, Phoebe? Phoebe was the hottest. Oh. Huh. That is my type. I loved Phoebe. I kind of thought you might like Courtney Cox. 
huh, I don't, uh, I'm a gentleman. That's all I have to say about that line. But uh, yeah, boys, I'm loving the conversation. So keep at it. I just wanted to let you know that uh, we've got the band back together over here. If you're interested in hearing a couple of tunes tonight. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna end it off. We're gonna end this off soon. Um, George Costanza or Jason Alexander does not have a good matchup next week, so he's facing. He's got one start at St. Louis, so that's not that's not good. We're gonna he's have to put a couple of band-aids on this team. His team's doing. The team is doing very well, though. He's 11th overall, and he's got a lot of good players on this team, but he's got, he's got a couple of Band-Aids to put on this week. Um, if you said Phoebe. Like, Rick, you, you strike me as a guy that might use the Floby. Have you heard of the Floby? Uh, no. You know that? It was sort of like I... a vacuum-type thing. They sold on infomercials. Um, Anthony's nodding uh, to cut your hair. OxyClean. No. Um, Floby. It's called, like, Google it. It's um, F L. Oh, okay, let me this it's like hair clippers on the end of a, of a, vacuum. a vacuum cleaner. So it basically gave you like a bowl cut if you wanted it. You so it like, would vacuum your hair up until it hit the clippers and then it would cut them and the hair would go into the vacuum cleaner. So you just put buy, them in your vacuum I think I'm there. Buy your very own Floby doll today. To, uh, <laughs> is that, am I on the right? I don't know, man. Um, let's see. Want to come in? Wait a minute. I don't know if I'm on the right. Come inside. Uh, it's your very own Floby doll. F-L-O-W-B-E-E. F-L-O. I was on an entirely different website. Uh, Floby Factory Direct. Does the Floby still exist? Uh, it continues in production. I, what am I looking at? I don't know. I don't know. Guy, you answered my question. I guess you don't use the, you don't use the Floby. I actually I actually pictured you as a Floby guy. We don't have any kind of a vacuum type device here. Uh, you don't need you don't need HVAC there. Um, you don't need an HVAC for this. Well, HVAC I think is air conditioning and heat. I don't uh, think that has anything to do with vacuum cleaning. So, <laughs> see here in West Virginia we do blue collar work. I can tell that you're more of a numbers boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, HVAC is a uh, yeah. So guilty as charged. So let's hear let's hear the band. Okay, so back in the day, myself and Lou Bob here, we were part of a band called the Sewage Boys, and we're here to play a little bit of a tune tonight. Did you want to hear it? Or sure, I have we, a choice. You ready, Lou? All right, here we go, boys. <laughs> I don't hear anything. Can you can you hear that now? A little bit of banjo, it looks seems like. Sporadic banjoing, it sounds like. maybe try it another night but uh that was just a little taste for you boys oh it's delicious 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 little taste was that an homage to magpie or what was that 
Well, that was an homage to whenever I met uh, Maggie Smithmeyer way back in the day. Maggie Smithmeyer Poundstone now. But uh, yes, that was a song about whenever we first met. Thank you. Put it away, Lou. What is he, what what the fucking... he got his pants down? <laughs> Yo, is, is he have his pants off? Get in the... If you want to do that, you need to get in the bathroom. Okay? <laughs> All right, well, I, that's, uh, I think okay. this is a good of time to end it off of, uh, as any time. Yeah, Anthony, I... Anthony, thank you for letting us pop, pop, your, pop your cherry. No, you we don't, no, we don't. We don't have Jeopardy. We're too, too, too much. Okay. Sorry it's about a, that. It's over. There's no Jeopardy. I apologize. Was that it? Yeah, that's we're it. done. We're done. I appreciate it, boys. It was we're, a lot we, of fun. We have, we have time. We had time constraints. We're we're on two hours almost. So. Oh, really? Okay. Well, hey, it was very nice meeting you, Mr. Goldie. I, uh, I've, I've enjoyed engaging with you on Twitter, and uh, you know, I love the message that you sent here tonight to be patient, and good things come to those who wait. So, thank you very much for that. Hey, Rick, have you ever thought about going by Dick Poundstone? You know what? Uh, that's a sensitive subject for me. Okay. Um, no, I just it was just an, a question. Well, uh, you know, a lot of guys that go by richard or her name is richard you know they, they, yes. they can go by a lot of different things well and i had a my father was not a good man and uh well you know that's all i'm gonna say uh iris poundstone who was my mother yeah i'm not gonna get into it i don't want to get into this tonight boys yeah fair enough uh, that's fair all right well rick i hope you keep your job I really appreciate do. that. This has been a great time, uh, you know, and I, I thank you all. Well, Anthony, it was, great, it, was great. it was great having you on, and uh, it's great playing with you and uh, drafting with you this year, even though I don't, I yeah. don't like being in your leagues because we tended to ground you know, the same players. I was going to mention players. that. I was going to mention that. Before we go, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm calling this end of your time. That's why we're sort of wrapping up, but you want to talk about Vegas and meeting everyone at all? Like, I don't want to end off on that. Yeah. And you, you're, you're also, before you get into it, you said – that uh, I know he's not here tonight, but um, we got to get Brian to Vegas next year. Hundred percent. I, I know. I know he's not around. But if you guys could pass that on, uh, it's it's a requirement for me. Frankly, it's if terrible. it doesn't go, there's going to be trouble. So whatever needs to happen, he huh. needs to go to Vegas. Now, Rick, I, I realize you know you probably don't even know who he is. But this is a friend of Zach's and I's, and he's he's really got to go out there next year. We had a good time, Zach. It was a good time meeting everybody. Um, I kind of feel like, from what I've heard from everybody, this was probably the most like community feeling Vegas they've had in a long time. And I know we had we had COVID, but it seems like everybody really had a great time, like. The everybody to a man that I've talked to and woman. So I enjoyed meeting everyone. Yeah. And we really, we really had a lot of fun, you know, our little group, but uh, I think next year, I think we, you know, our group is our group, but I think we branch out more. We start bringing more guys around and we start, you know, we all get together at least a night or two. Rick, 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 you're invited too. Yeah. 
you can take Rick, your- if you want to come out, you can do that. And you know, there's probably some guys that you would like to meet. In- <laughs> uh, well, I assure you, uh, you know, go ahead. Either? Mike, Mike, the mouth will be there. Yeah. Mike I was just going to say, I was just going to say, there is a man I have a kinship with uh, that I would like to foster and maybe get a little bit closer to physically. But I do have to remind you, gentlemen, that I am in odd West Virginia. Okay. Uh, the, the fact that there's a Dollar Tree within three miles of here is a, uh, quite frankly, a miracle. Uh, I don't have a pot to piss in, let alone the funds to make it out to uh, Las Vegas, uh, Louisiana. So, you know, I will do my best, but it's going to be tough. That's that's all I've got to say about that. It's June 15th. You've got nine months. Okay. Let's, what let's is that? Start making, let's, start making, let's start making arrangements to be there. Oh, fuck. Is it Father's Day this weekend? Yes. This oh, weekend is God. Father's Day. Oh, and it's, a, it's an annual reminder that my That's two probably, children are not my biological children. But what, what were you going to say, Zach? Oh, I was just going to screw up Fab. Yeah, big time. Wow. Got to go and do shit. Father's Day. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> Listen to this. God forbid your children do something nice for you. Oh, like, I got my children can't do anything. They can't do anything. Be one thing, like, they're old enough to, like, understand what's going on. What are they going to make you some kind of stupid card in school that you can't even read with some shit artwork on it. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so. Hey, Rick, would you ever like to have your own kids or are you, are you comfortable just having stepchildren? Well, you know, um, I am blessed to have a child with my own surname, Rick Jr., but uh, Maggie had me, you know, we mutually decided I guess I would say I had a, a, a vasectomy here a couple oh. of years ago, so I'm actually oh not able. Yeah, now Lou, so you're shooting blanks. I do not have. Uh, I don't have anything to offer. But Lou, on the other hand, oh, um, well, I'll just say that you slap this guy on the back, and you can hear the cum rattle. <laughs> I didn't mean to go that far, but you can, you know. You can feel it. It's basically just like a like a cow. It's ready, it's ready to be milked. Wow. Never knew that about old Lou Bob. Yeah, so. No wonder Maggie uh, and him spent so much time together. Yeah. But that's all I got, boys. I don't know if you wanted to, you know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, Vegas next year. Yeah. Uh, Brian, me, you, Fish. Lou Bob. DuPont. Lou Bob, Derek, Rick, we all we're all going maybe a day early, go out to eat, do stuff, just really enjoy, you know, hanging out instead of worrying about getting up the next day and drafting. I think Dupont goes out there for like a week. That's what we should do. And I was talking to. I'm um, just saying we could we go. I was talking to some people. I'm like, we should, we should like because some of the guys are taking very seriously. They don't do anything, and um, right. maybe we should stay at, like. One day after, just to hang out and just yeah, kick, kick yeah. rocks or whatever. Or, You're already or there. I mean, it's one day before, one day after, and um, go out for dinner or something. Like, well, we, not that we didn't do that, but like, actually spend the time to take a day, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, what what my goal is next year, in addition to just spending more time with everybody, is to get more people together. Like, 
because everybody kind of has a click seems like and not mm. that people people are very inviting you know it's not that anybody's but i'd like to get the groups of people all in one room bullshitting and drinking and having fun like we did and before you know it it's not so clicky and i don't really care if it's clicky let's i'm get, just saying let's get a I big think, booth at a, at a yes at a pool at party a club. at a club yeah. at a pool party and just get fucking yes go, fucking go bananas yes I can just yes. imagine. And all it takes is one day like that and everybody's best buddies. For sure. I, I was lucky that I got to hang out with all that. Like I hung out with like our group for a while, like you and, um, yep. and War Dog and Fish. And War Derek. Dog. Yeah. Um, we hung out a lot, but then um, I also got to hang out with like, I got to see Mark Winokur. I got to see, uh, yep. I got, to, I met Mark, Mike Mager and um, a lot of, and then um, Jason Anthony and Modica. I got to spend time with all of them. And, I got uh, to talk, talk a little bit. Like Phil, there's, like, there's so, there's so many, many different groups. I would like, I would want to yes. spend more time with Dave and Jake and I didn't, yes. get, I didn't get to see them as much as I wanted to. So it's just hard because there's just so many different people that you want to sort of touch base with. Let's try to plan something where we can get everybody together. It's impossible. For an there's, so, there's so many people. Well, I mean, obviously if they don't want to come. They don't want to come. But my point is to invite more people. And then we all go to get a big booth or like you said, we all spend time together. It, it bridges gaps quick when you're sitting there hanging out and drinking and laughing and telling. Things. I don't know that a, a bridge can be gapped with myself and anybody at uh, Lookout Landing. Uh, you know, that's, you know, I'll do my best, but uh, boy. Wouldn't you like to spend some time with, with Mike Matisau? Would I like to spend time with him? Huh. I've got a crater-sized hole on the uh, the side of my California King bed right now that could use, you know, a pal. A, mu- a muscle man? It could use a muscle man. And, uh, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I love your idea, Mr. Goldie. Um, I think this world could, could do being a little bit closer. I think that's we are divided by social media right now. And, uh, you know... Most of all, this Hollywood cabal and uh, this son of a bitch, uh, Mr. Uh, Biden, that we've got in the White House right now. And I think you and I can both agree that uh, Mr. Trump, 2024, uh, you know, that will unite the country and let's make <laughs> America great again. Thank you. All right, boys. This is just all of it. Can't get any worse than that. So let's end it there. That's a good way to end it. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Okay, boys. Thank you, Good seeing you. Follow Anthony on Twitter at Gialdi. Yeah. Is that it? G-I-A-L-D-E. Yep. That's follow, it. Follow him for fans. Follow him. <laughs> and no one, no one's asking. All you right. Want, Sorry want, about that. Give us an outro, Rick. This has been the odd... <clears throat> Excuse me. This has been the draft champagne. Oh, we're from karaoke. This has been the Draft Champions podcast. Uh, we will see you again next week or sometime after that. And I'm going to sing a song for you all. Country road, take me home to the place. I belong, West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country road.